We're past the age of heroes and hero kings. Most of our lives are basically mundane and dull, and it's up to the writer to find ways to make them more interesting. John Updike. Welcome to the Managing Editor Podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Alyssa. Every Tuesday morning, we jump into your earbuds to talk the down and dirty on all things writing, editing, and content. From the perspective of the guardians of the publishing galaxy, the folks who approve your submissions and make your words not suck. So did you hear my super punny joke from episode two? If not, I know Alyssa did, but if you didn't, go back and check that shit out. I'm not smart enough to write my own jokes, I'm sorry, but I'm really good at Googling. And so if you have any other editing or copywriting jokes that you're dying to share, especially if they're editing related, but even if they're not, send them our way. And for sending things our way, we'd love to hear what you think after listening to the first two episodes. So please leave us your reviews on iTunes, Stitchers, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember the saving of human lives. Do not make us homicide the people who send us terrible emails like what you are going to hear in the episode today. It it really, you're saving lives. Just remember that, saving lives. Yes, and it really makes us feel so good. And if you have questions, ideas, or jokes, again, we love to laugh. Go over to themanagingeditorshow.com. You can actually leave a voice message there. We love those. Or you can send us an email, hi at themanagingeditorshow.com. So Alyssa, I want you to uh, I want you to tell us a little bit about what's been going on in your inbox lately, and hear this lovely email that you recently received. Yeah. So uh, here we go. I'm just kind of read this one out because there's so much wrong with it that we couldn't even begin to edit it down. So hello, admin. I got your email address from your website. I would love to contribute to your blog sometime as a guest author. I can provide you 100% copyscape protected, interesting and informative article that will be helpful to your readers. If you have a particular topic or title you would like for me to focus on, please let me know. If there's anything else in particular you'd like me to include, don't hesitate to let me know. Thank you so much for your consideration. If there are other ways we could collaborate or work together, I would love to discuss them. I look forward to hearing from you. Best regards. (sighs) Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I get these all the time, too. They're so – there are just so many things. It's such a short email, but it's so shitty. Like, I didn't think that they could fit that much shitty stuff into one email. Canned emails, this is what they're called. They're called canned emails, canned pitches, template pitches, the shittiest pitchers you could ever possibly pitch to an editor's inbox. In case you can't tell, this just raises irritation in me. Yes. <laughs> and like the first thing that really irks me about the whole thing is it just screams, I want you to publish me, but I don't know anything about your site. I haven't taken the time to figure out anything about your site. I just want you to help me. I want to use your site. And that's just fucking rude. 
Like most of these sites have worked hard to build the experience and reputation and expertise that they've gotten that makes them now a pitchable entity. So when you just want to get a byline on their site without even doing the basic research to see if you're a good fit, it's insulting to the person who's reading the email, just flat out insulting. And trying to get on someone's good side by insulting them to start with is a horrible strategy. Yeah, I mean, even the fact that they address you by admin. Oh my God. Granted, they put a capital A. That was nice. <laughs> that was nice. But calling you, saying, hello, admin. Like, what am I? I'm sitting over here doing all this work and you you can't even be bothered to, to mention my name. I mean, that's awful. But my favorite part about this is how they're basically like, hey, why don't you do all the work for me? Why don't you tell me what topics you want me to write about as opposed to what you just said, you know, doing a little bit of research on what the site publishes about and pitching a topic that would be relevant and, and, and actually helpful. I mean, it's clear to me you know, like you just said, that they haven't even looked at the site. They don't even know who the audience is. And also, they're they're clearly a generic writer. I hate that. That really pisses me off. It tells me that they're not actually experienced in any topics. They're just they just want to get published and they're willing to write about anything to make that happen. It's frankly, it's a whore-ish. And you don't want to be a guest blogging whore. You want to be writing stuff about the things that you actually know about, that you're actually experienced in. And, you know, give yourself some credentials. Like say, hey, I've been published here, or hey, I I write and speak about this topic, and I actually would be helpful instead of saying, let me know how I can be helpful. <laughs> no, you are the one who wants to be helpful here, so you have to tell us. It's, uh, I agree so much. Like nothing says I'm a writer who spits out articles that involve no effort or thought. Like the phrase 100% copyscape protected. Oh, I God. just, if you're listening to this episode right now and you have ever sent an email with that phrase and you are not writing SEO articles on Upwork or Fiverr, cut that shit out <laughs> right now. Just stop it. If you are publishing experienced and established sites, because it kills your credibility. Like I already expect that your work is 100% original. I, I, I expect it to be 100% copyscape protected. That is not a badge of honor to get onto the sites I edit for. It's a prerequisite. Amen, <laughs> sister. It's kind of like when you go on a date with someone and three minutes in they say, I promise I'm not an asshole. Like, right you know that they are either a complete asshole and they are preemptively setting the seed to like set the bar in expectation, or you are going to have a very long drink of further incompatibilities going on between the two of you. And that is a lot of vodka you are going to have to consume to get to the end of that date. I love that you're comparing this to dating because it totally is. I mean, pitching editors is like starting to form a relationship. And if you set that tone in the beginning, it, it's just not going to go well. I mean, it puts a bad taste in the, in the mouth of the editor uh, right away. And just like you, I mean, I'm so, all the copyscape protected whatever aside, like, yeah, it's just clear that this person is not interested in building that relationship. 
The other thing that really bothered me was the little sign off. You know, if there are other ways we could collaborate or work together, I would love to discuss them. Like what? Like, do you want to pay me? Do you want to pay me to like do stuff for you? That would be good. That would be working together. I'll take your money. I mean, I probably wouldn't, to be honest, because this person sounds like a freaking asshat. But in general, it's like, what other opportunities are you talking about? Are you just saying that to be nice? Like, figure out what the hell you're even pitching here. Don't send me these stupid emails that make no sense and have no value to anybody. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think we can learn a lot from this. Um, I think there are definitely, you know, I think this is a really extreme example of what not to do. But there are a lot of things that people do, little parts of this. So, So we wanted to give you some tips on how to not suck at this pitching and not doing canned emails. Yeah, so the first thing that you really wanna do if you are sending a generic blast of trying to get onto a bunch of different sites is you can't be generic, you have to be specific. If you are looking to get published on a website, you have to know your stuff and know the publication. Go and look and see if they have a write for us page or some sort of spot on their site that gives you the guidelines for writing for their content. Take four extra seconds to click their about link and figure out what the hell they're about. Read an article or two, see what kind of style, different things that they have, and then figure out specifically what you're going to talk about in the email. Right. Don't put the work on the editor, like maybe do some work yourself. Um, The second tip is include examples of, of things that you've done. So even if you haven't written a guest post on that site before, include a couple of links of sites that you that you have written on. I mean, if I see someone who is pitching me on a site that I manage that's a digital marketing site and they send me a link to a published blog post on Moz or on Social Media Examiner or another related marketing site, I immediately give credibility to that author. And that's what it's about. You know, I want to work with people who have good ideas, are decent writers, and providing links to other published works, or at least, you know, maybe if you're a speaker and you haven't done that much writing yet, a link to a video of you speaking, or, you know, it doesn't always have to be a published guest post, but it has to be something that shows me that you know your stuff. You're not an idiot. You're actually a real person too. I mean, how many of these do we get that are like robots? So, you know, provide some of that credibility in the first pitch. Yeah. And I especially like what you're mentioning about the related sites and the related content to show that credibility. If you want to talk to me about publishing on that digital marketing site and you're sending me links about health and beauty articles that you've written, I don't doubt that you are a fantastic health and beauty writer, but you are probably not going to be a good fit for my digital marketing blog unless you can explain to me why you're branching out into the digital marketing SEO space from health and beauty because they are too vastly different topics. (laughs) So speaking of those topics, the third point is you really want to include either a draft or an outline of the article that you want to write, or if you don't want to go quite that far of getting the article written without knowing if the site will actually publish you, 
at least send a few topics that you've thought of that could be good for the site. And again, that's specific related content. Don't tell me I can write these seven articles on health and beauty for your digital marketing site, because I can tell you right now the response you're going to get to that email. And you're going to be lucky if you get a response and I don't just mark you as spam so that Google starts building its black folder against you. I love that that's like your first reaction. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna ruin you. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with all of that. And finally, I mean, this seems so simple. It's clear that it's not a priority to a lot of people, but you know, think about the fact that you, you're not pitching a robot, you're pitching a human being. So maybe address that person by name. That might mean that you do have to do a little extra Googling or a little extra looking on the about page, like Alyssa said earlier, but it totally pays off because you would not believe the amount of emails that we get that either don't address us by anything or <laughs> address us by something that's not us. I mean, I get emails like, hello, John. Hey, good, good day, sir. Yeah. That's my, that's one of my favorites. Good day, sir. Okay. Like just even that one thing at the be very beginning of an email that says, hey, Jess, goes a long way. So just show me that you're paying a fucking attention a little bit and, and address me by name. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And if you, for some reason, can't find the editor's name, if they are deeply entrenched in some sort of cloaked empire where you can't get their information, acknowledge it in the first paragraph of the email. Like, make it a joke. Say, hey, I addressed you as dear editor because I'm sorry I looked and I could not find that you were a real person anywhere on your goddamn site. That's actually great feedback for the team that manages that site, that right. there's no human presence for people to be able to pitch. And that's something that the site needs to work on. So right. Making a joke of it, but acknowledging that you tried will go such a long way. Totally. I love that. That's great advice because, yeah, and that also shows that you're a person who is trying to form a relationship with another person. So this week, Jess, what, uh, what's kind of knocking your socks off? What's blowing your mind? Well, I am a big co-schedule fangirl. Um, I don't use it for all of the sites that I manage, but whenever I can, I try to implement co-schedule. It's an editorial plugin that you can use either on its own or integrated with your content management system. And I just, I mean, you know, we're talking about email pitches today. I just... Email is a constant struggle in general, and CoSchedule has really helped me get out of my inbox and get things managed and scheduled in the platform as opposed to having to deal with a whole bunch of emails. And so they're always launching new features, but they recently um, added a few more Ooh. that I'm pretty excited <laughs> about. Um, some of them include, so they've had this headline analyzer for a few months, and I actually use several different headline analyzer tools, but this this is just another one that it's it's really cool. I mean, it tells you how your headline ranks against, you know, other search terms out there and also how fascinating it is and how good it's going to be for what you actually are going to be writing about in your blog. Um, I definitely don't think that any of these analyzer tools are the end all be all. So I do recommend using more than one. But that's another thing that I think when you're pitching, you know, pitch a really good headline that your editor can't ignore and use a, you know, use a tool like CoSchedule. I will say 
that um, I feel like I have to mention this because I'm I'm like I'm such a fan, but but they're not they don't pay me to say any of this. <laughs> they don't pay us to include them, but we just really like them, and that you know in general is what we'll we'll probably talk about. Of course, if CoSchedule did want to sponsor this podcast, that would be completely fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> another thing that they are adding is Evernote and Google Docs support. So if you're one of those people who likes to write in another tool outside of WordPress or outside of your content management system, that's awesome and fine. And you, what you can do is basically have the the draft from Evernote or Google Docs be imported mm. into your CMS, which is so cool. I hate having to copy and paste and getting like extra markup and all that weird shit. So that's cool. They also have a Chrome extension where you can basically publish social messages and blog posts straight from the extension. I love extensions. I mean, we talked about this in the first episode, the Grammarly Chrome extension that I use all the time. Uh, I think they just, they, they make you a lot more productive. I mean, I'm looking at my browser right now. I think I have more extensions, like the extensions take up more room than the actual search bar. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'm a little bit too much of a freak for those. So yeah, so those are such some of the features. The other thing that CoSchedule does that I'm not sure that everyone knows about is it has some social media uh, tools built in. So if you want to set up scheduled sharing of your blog posts and of your evergreen posts, it lets you do that, which is awesome. And it's they're introducing some, some really cool automation tools that let you automatically share out some of the older posts that you maybe haven't shared in a while, but that are still awesome. So they're just, I feel like they're doing a really good job of trying to make editors and publishers more efficient with their time. And I am all about that shit. Absolutely. So this is the end of episode three. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we talked about some canned email response, email pitches, I should say, and why they suck so much. <laughs> and we hope that we've given you, you know, four or five really important tips that you can do. You can implement these right away. In fact, you know, we'll put this in the show notes if you want to refer back to it. Don't do canned pitches. Just don't do it. Be a little bit pay a little more attention, be a little more specific, and it'll go a long way. Absolutely. And make sure to tune in for episode four, which is going to be one of those special bonus episodes I talked about in episode one, where Jess and I are bringing in a special co-host for one episode to talk about their experiences as a managing editor or content manager. And if you're looking for the links and notes on what we talked about in this episode, you can find it all at the managingeditorshow.com com slash episode three. And just a reminder, if you have any questions you've always wanted to ask an editor or a content manager, things about maybe how not to send a really shitty email canned response, visit our site and leave us a voice message at themanagingeditorshow.com or email us over at hi at themanagingeditorshow.com. We just might choose your question for a future episode. So exciting. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hanging out with our banter and our rants. We love you. Don't forget to leave a review and we will catch you next week. <laughs>